sometimes our prayers really aren't prayers at all. They're just whining. And when we whine, our joy dissipates. Well, today we're going to talk about how to reverse that trend and get our mommy joy back. Hi there, sweet mommies. This is Sherry Hayes, the crazy mom of 15 children, been homeschooling over three decades. And I want to share something with you that will bolster you and build you up. And so go ahead and wash the dishes, fold the laundry, sweep the floor, you know, whatever you need to do. And just listen and enjoy while we dive into the good life in Jesus. Okay, so last time, we, well, we've been in this series. And it's from my book, Glorious Mothering. So it's, it's the chapter specifically about five things that steal motherly joy and how to reverse them. And today we're going to talk specifically about whining versus positive declarations. So there is one one principle there is one principle that's very important to understand when we're talking about this and that is that saying something makes it seem more significant notice this okay like um, okay well I'm going to pull out some different scenarios and because I love it when someone tells a story to illustrate what they're talking about <laughs> okay uh, what we say and what we hear others say affects how we live affects our reactions you know even if we don't mean it to it can affect our affect our reactions like oh the difference between okay uh, let's say that you go to a, a play date with a friend and you're at the park and that morning, your husband was dazzling to you and your children. You know, things went, you know, you had little difficulties, but things went pretty well, and you're pretty happy, and your kids are happy, and you're going to the park, and you're having a great day, but your friend is having a really down day. <laughs> and she starts giving you a litany of all the negative things she can think about, all the things her husband does wrong. How they don't have enough money. She doesn't like her house. She doesn't like the neighborhood. She doesn't like the state. She doesn't like her church. Whatever it is, right? And so you're sitting here and you're listening to this and you don't want to be rude. You don't you don't want to hurt her feelings because everybody has some times when they're kind of down. And they're not normally like that, but they, you know, we just get in the mully grubbies. And so you don't want to be mean to her. You don't want to be judgmental. But at the same time, it starts affecting the way you're thinking. And, and she's so adamant that after a while, you start chiming in right? So you're hearing these negatives and in your mind you're thinking, you know, my husband does that too. You know, oh no, I, I didn't realize, but other people have the same struggles. You know, we really do struggle in that area. You're thinking this, right? Because all these words are coming into your mind and you're thinking that. You come away from the park and you're like, get in that car. <laughs> Why'd you do that to your sister? I'm just so tired. You know, you think I'd do this for fun, being your mom, you know? And your husband comes home and you're grumpy and, you know, he doesn't even know why. He left that morning and he kissed you. You were, ha oh, happy, happy, happy. He comes home at night you're like, hmm, whatever. See, so those words that were passed back and forth, the words that you were hearing, started affecting your thinking. And now you're a grump. And I'm not just saying you. I mean, this can happen. This has happened to me before. So, okay. And so those that's an instance where words that we hear and it just can really affect us and it can start to get us to whine and murmur in our heads okay now think about the coach that's standing before his team just before a game 
And so what is he going to do? He's going to want to say words to his team that will increase their belief, yeah, that they can do it so that they will use all their faculties to do that. Now, I'm not saying that coaches always do this. I know some coaches are like, I'm tired of you guys losing, you know, but usually it's like to pump them up, right? So the coach will say things like, you know what, we beat them then so and so and we can do it again. You know, just don't pay attention to how they look. Let's think about our strengths and what we can do. And then they might, they might chant something like, we're the team that's on the top. We keep going, never stop, <laughs> right? And so what it is is these team members, they hear this and they say it, and it has a significant impact as to how they play. You know, now they could, now let's say this is really a loser team. Let's say they've been losing a lot of games. If they get up there and they whine, I know, and you know, so-and-so broke their foot and he was like the, the best quarterback, and now we got this guy. He can't hardly do nothing, and the other team has a better one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they would not win. Just would not there. Whatever, just get get the thing over with. We'll just you know they're dead. <laughs> so that's that's another example, another story to keep in your mind that you don't win games by concentrating on the negatives. Okay, and we all know this already, right? Okay, what about now? Here's a biblical example, and this is so good. It's so powerful. You know, those other two examples were real life ones, and we need to think about how this applies to real life. But this biblical one, it just, it enthuses me. I meditate on this. I think about it. I read it over and over again, and I think I get my mind into the characters in this account. It's an account because it really happened. It's not a story. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about, so I'm going to ask you about the 12 spies who went into the promised land to spy it out and bring back a report. Do you remember? This is in numbers, okay? They saw, they all saw, and they all experienced the same things, right? But 10 of them whined and complained about the negatives, right? Because of this whining and complaining, all the people, even the grown men, had an awful reaction. Now, I'm going to read this to you. You won't believe this, right? Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Now, this isn't the like sitting. I'm sad. It was like, <laughs> you know, that kind of. They bawled all night. Can you imagine that? Grown men sitting in their tents bawling all night. I just can't even imagine God going. Oh, I am so embarrassed. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm putting humanness on God. But I'm just saying, for me, if, like, if I was leading him, like, Moses was like, what? Okay, anyway. Um, now, the Bible says that they murmured, all right? They listed all of their complaints until their emotions were stirred enough that they wanted to get rid of Moses and appoint a leader that would take them back to Egypt. They wanted to stone them. They wanted to get them a new leader. That's how stirred they were by these whining negative reports. Okay, just think about it for a minute. All right, but there were two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb. And when they spoke about what they saw, it was in faith. Now, let me read that to you from the Bible. I'm in Numbers chapter 14. I'm going to read to you verses 6 through 9. So here it is. But Joshua 
the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. They were like, how can you be saying this stuff? Right? They were so upset, they tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. It's an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones, what I was saying. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Now that was verse 10. Okay, but here's the deal. What did they speak? They spoke faith. They spoke the positivity of faith. And what did they say? That the way that the Israelites were acting, that they were murmuring, they actually were in rebellion. Yep. They were rebelling against God because they would not believe they were in rebellion. It's something to think about. So murmuring is associated with rebelling against God. It's just something we need to think about. It's something we need to have in the back of our minds when things aren't going good and we want to make a point of telling God how awful things are. <laughs> or each other. Or whatever. <laughs> now the effects on the lives of all the parties was this. The murmurers fell in the desert and never got to live in the promise. Right? They never went into the promised land. Now remember, we talked at the beginning of this series about how God has promised mommy's joy. But when we murmur and we whine and we complain, what we do is we remove ourselves from the promise. You know? So, it's sad. But Joshua became the leader. He was blessed. He, be he got to be the leader of these people. I don't know if he got to or... And it was a punishment or a blessing. But God spoke to Joshua, and he got to be the leader of the people. And Caleb got to see the promised land. So only Joshua and Caleb, not even Moses, only Joshua and Caleb, of all these people, the rest of them fell in the desert, but Joshua and Caleb were alive, and they got to see the promised land. Now, this is what Joshua, what God says about Caleb in Numbers 14, 24. It says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully. And um, I think in NJK, NKJV says, he followed me wholeheartedly. I will bring into the land into which he entered and his descendants shall take possession of it. So the places where Caleb went to spy it out, God gave those places to him. Now, one thing you need to know about those places, and I don't know, I think I'm going to read this to you, you know, in a minute, but I'll say it again here. <laughs> um, those were the places that were filled with the giants, but just saying, we'll, we'll go back to it. Caleb had a different spirit. He chose to believe God. He chose to look at the positives instead of the negatives, and he spoke those out instead of the negatives. So what did he say? Well, let's find out. Okay, murmuring and complaining displease God. 
I mean, when the Israelites murmured and complained in the desert, which actually we're kind of crossing a desert in this life till we get to our promise, aren't we? But when they murmured and they complained, God, man, he didn't have any problem with sending some things to show them his displeasure. He wanted to wipe them all out and start all over with Moses. He got so tired. Okay, but faith pleases God. It's all over in the Word of God. Everywhere you look, you're going to find that faith pleases God. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say to the centurion who came and said, you know, my servant, he's sick, but don't worry, you don't have to come to my house. I know if you just speak the word, he'll be healed. And Jesus said, I have not seen this kind of faith in all of Israel, didn't he? Faith pleases Jesus, okay? Now, how do we increase, how do we have faith? Well, in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's by what we hear, and when we speak out faith, we hear it, and it bolsters us up, so we believe, then, and when we believe God, God can do mighty works in us. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean that we pretend everything is rosy and wonderful, and we ignore it. You know, we ignore all the problems because everything's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't ignore those issues and difficulties. Joshua and Caleb didn't just float into the promised land. They had to fight right along with the rest of the Israelites, didn't they? But they did it through faith. Now, I want to read to you some amazing things about Caleb. So in Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 through 14, we'll read this. Okay. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Interesting. So it wasn't just exactly what he saw, it wasn't the facts, Jack, only, but it what was it's what was in his heart to believe. Isn't that interesting? Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty-five years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, eighty-five years old. <laughs> okay, so God took Joshua and Caleb, and forty-five years later, now they're going into the promised land. Now Caleb's going to have to fight giants. Right? Now we're, we're in uh, verse 11. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard in that day how the Anakim, now that's the giants, okay, were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. 
It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave Hebron to Caleb the son of Jephunneh as an inheritance. Okay? Just think about it. Caleb was 85 years old. He went into the promised land. He was just as strong as he was 40 because God kept him. He went into the promised land and he got the area where the giants lived. Now in all of Canaan, the Anakin, the giants, lived in the very place where Caleb was going to go and fight. Now, what does that mean? You got giants all around you. You got giants every day. You got giants, you got mounds of laundry, you have a, a child that won't stop sucking his thumb, and you're thinking about the orthodontia that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, you've got more month than you have money. All those are giants. But you, we must all develop this attitude, this heart that Caleb had, where he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. And when we see those things, we cannot see them as the giants that will overcome us, but the giants that Jesus is bigger than they are, and he will overcome them. <laughs> now, I've got an assignment for you, okay? And it's going to help you get on this road so that you can turn all your whining and complaining into positive faith-filled declarations okay and I'm not talking about the new agey guru stuff where you have to do your affirmations okay no this is a biblical principle that was there long before they ever came up with those ideas in fact they got those ideas from God it didn't come from the air it didn't come from the devil those are all ideas that God had first. So why can't we monopolize and take advantage of the things that God put in place? Okay, so uh, there's some scriptures for you that I want you to hear. All right. First off, I want you to know that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's in Romans 10, 17. So when we hear positive, good, faith-filled things, then, then it builds up our faith. So it's something to keep in mind. So this is your assignment. During the day, whenever a negative idea comes to your mind, when it pops up, make a note of it. Put it in your phone, write it down. Put it on a chalkboard on your fridge, you know, wherever you can. Put this little negative, little problem that you're having, little issue, write it down. And then in your quiet moments, you know, whenever those are, right? Uh, take And God will give them to you take the time to find a scripture that will counter that okay now um, here's an example okay so if you don't have enough money here's Psalm 37 4 delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart or uh, so then you would you would personalize that you would say as I delight myself in the Lord, He will give me the desires of my heart. Or, my God will supply all my needs by His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. These are principles in God's Word, and if you apply them with faith, they will make a difference. Okay, another good one is, the Lord is perfecting that which concerns me. Now that's NKJV, other translations are a little bit different, but the basic idea is, the Lord is perfecting that which concerns me. Whatever little worry about, like a person's not learning how to read, uh, your husband's having trouble in a certain area, you know, you just got to go, the Lord is perfecting that which concerns me. And that's Psalm 138.8. Okay. Then every time, okay, 
So don't worry if your emotions aren't on board at first, okay? Because we might like, we don't feel like saying it, you know? I mean, we're just so worried or overcome or whatever. But the more you do this, your emotions will fall in line because we are we are body, soul, and spirit, and our spirit is born again. It's new in Christ. So that's what will be taken into eternity. So that's what will be taken into eternity, right? That's the thing that will rule. Now, our emotions and our body, you know, our mind, will, and emotions, that's our soul, and our body need to come under the authority of our spirit. And our spirit, the fruits of the spirit, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and faithful means faith. The, the word for faithfulness they have there is actually in the Greek it's pistis, which means faith. So faith is a fruit of the Spirit. So you can claim that, you can believe that, you can live in that fruit of your spirit that is born again, and you can believe God for these things. And when you hear then your faith is increased, right? And then your emotions, which is your which is your soul, it catches up. It catches up because your spirit's leading and you'll start to feel that joy. And it will well up in you and it will keep flowing out of you and you, you won't even have to try. It won't be like, okay, I've got to be joyful, I've got to be joyful, I've got to be joyful. No, 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 no. When you start declaring the faithful things that God will do when you start thanking Him for Him, that joy will well up and it will affect the way you look. You'll smile more. When you talk to people, it will be with sweetness. When you, um, and God, I tell you what, when your mind is clear of worry and whining, you'll be like washing the dishes and God will give you a creative idea about how to solve the problems in your life. <laughs> In real time, right? Like it's not just pie in the sky, maybe sometime I'll go to heaven and all my problems will be solved. No, God will show you ways to solve the problems in real time, in real ways, in your real life as you are living it. <laughs> I know because he does that for me, you know? <laughs> and I know I hear testimonies from you guys all the time and you tell me about it. I know that God works in your lives all the time. Just sometimes it's good to remind ourselves, isn't it? So I hope that blesses you today. I hope that you can glean that. I hope you really do the exercise. And it'll really be fun if you'll leave in the comments some way that God showed you some different things. Maybe some scriptures you could share with other people that really blessed you. I love your comments. I love all of you. And um, I have more content on my blog, momdelights.com. Um, that's my website, and I have a blog on there, and I have a freebies area with all kinds of free homeschool stuff. So I hope you take advantage of it. And I have, I'm on YouTube, and I'm on podcasts, and so on YouTube you can look at me, and I can smile and stuff. And I'm supposed to be doing a video soon, or a podcast soon, on um, how to look nice as a busy mom, which I hope... That God has given me some really cool ideas on that one. And also, in the future, I plan to do a video on elephant homeschooling. <laughs> I know it's weird, but it'll make sense, right? Okay, so you have a wonderful day. Please like and subscribe, leave a review, put some stars on there, and share it however you can. And you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>